Thank you for joining us at the Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. We hope you enjoy this podcast. And for further information about our center, or if you wish to make a donation, please visit us at spiritualliving.org. Well, welcome, everybody. We are in the middle of studying an incredible book called What Will Set You Free by Reverend Cynthia James. And her invitation is From Pain to Passion in Seven Weeks. So we're right in the middle of this. We're on week four where she talks about secrets. And what I love is that she's really talking about freedom being a choice. And in her, in the book, she talks about secrets very poignantly. And what she says is that secrets create emotional and physical blocks. Secrets take an enormous amount of energy to hold, energy that could be used in constructive ways. And secrets hold you hostage. So this is a very uh, interesting subject this week. I really love that Cynthia James gave some very poignant personal stories in the book. And in her personal stories, she was very transparent about things in her life and her family that um, she didn't talk about. They They didn't communicate in her family. So as a minister, part of my job is to walk my talk. And I know that to be in integrity and to to teach what we're teaching, that I get the opportunity to tell you stories that for me are vulnerable. And I get to be transparent and authentic with who I am as a minister, right? So don't worry. You won't, we won't be taking this time for you to tell each other secrets or go into breakout rooms. That's not what this is about. But it is a time where I'll be telling you some of the things that for me were secrets that burdened me down and that I have released in my spiritual path and I freed myself from them. But you might find within you uh, a realization of something similar, uh, of something that you haven't talked about or you haven't communicated. So uh, Cynthia James talks about in her book, she talks about the sexual and physical abuse in her family. And I have been very fortunate in my family that I had parents and step-parents who were very loving. They did not sexually or physically abuse me. Uh, But unfortunately, I still experienced sexual abuse. So one of my earliest secrets involved a best friend that I had. Uh, He was a boy. He took me over to his house. And his older brother, who was probably like 12 or 13, and I was probably like 6, invited me into his room, into his fort, and offered me a drawer full of nerds if I promised to do something for him. And he made me promise before... He told me what the something was. And so I promised, and I was probably like six or seven. And unfortunately, the thing he wanted wanted me to do was to pleasure him. And as a kid, I did that. And I left feeling icky and terrible. 
and not understanding why, but I did know I never wanted to go to his house anymore. So another secret that I kept for many years was when I was 19, I discovered uh, methamphetamines. So one of the things that was really interesting for me, so I was like a straight A kid, I was part of the Just Say No club growing up, and I never touched anything that would be considered a drug or alcohol or anything until I moved out of my house. And I found a new friend in my apartment building and he had introduced me to this drug, which I tried and turned out I liked a lot. And um, I started buying it in large quantities and selling it to my friends at a discount so I could get more and more. And uh, also during this time, I started getting, I started doing all these other drugs because I had already tried one drug, so I might as well try all these other ones. And you name it, I probably have done it. But I never, the, so, so I kind of went through this time period of really experimenting and doing all these things. And I know I got addicted to, I really do, because unfortunately I lost my best friend because of it. Um, I started uh, not performing as well in college. I had, I had these kind of signs that were the loss of things that were dear to me as a result of it. And two things, fortunately, um, helped me stop. And the first thing was a, a drug deal. And I was supposed to buy a pound of weed for one of my friends. And um, I went to went with my friend's money to the dealer's house and I gave him the money. And I hung out at his house along with, I don't know, maybe like 15 other people who had given him their money. Uh, and we all waited around for several hours and he never came back. So uh, unfortunately, I don't know if he got caught or if he just ripped everybody off. But what I can say is it was a really uncomfortable situation because I was there with a bunch of other drug dealers who were like, I don't know, carrying guns, being very macho. <laughs> I was I was not in the place that was in alignment with who I am. I'll just say that it was very uh, uncomfortable. And when I after just being there for hours and hours all night long, and finally, I just left and went home. And he he literally never came back. Um, my friend actually thought I stole the money from her um, and she ended up threatening my life. And so that was one of the first things that that helped me stop. And the second thing was that I fell in love and I fell in love with a woman. Now, up until this time, I was, uh, well, I thought I was straight <laughs> and so did everybody else. So um, then I had a secret of being in love with a woman and I had to hide myself from everybody by having this, uh, by discovering this aspect of myself that I didn't know. And, but the fortunate part of discover, of being in love, of falling in love was that it really, I didn't, I had a different kind of uh, energy in my life. And so I released the energy of doing drugs. Uh, but unfortunately, 
that what that secret came out because I was teaching her how to drive and she ended up uh, hitting my car uh, into actually a gas station, which uh, we left. And when we went home, my parents saw my car and asked me what happened. And I lied to them and told them that she hit a car, she hit a tree. So all of these things have been things in my life that I have felt shame around. And all of these things are secrets that have allowed me to be embarrassed or ashamed or, or I would say, um, feel like I'm less than, or, or I performed in a way that was reflective of not who I thought myself to be. And I didn't want other people to find out the truth because of my own judgment of me was so harsh that I couldn't imagine how other people would. So, so for, for me, this whole chapter in the book was kind of like unlocking those secrets of like revealing those things because I recognize that within me, there is shame that's, that's, that's hidden and the shame causes blockages to my freedom. And I wanna be truly free. I wanna be uh, in alignment with my highest good. So according to Brene Brown, I'm a huge Brene Brown fan. And according to Brene Brown, shame is the, an intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. It's an emotion that affects all of us and it profoundly shapes the way we interact in the world. Now, the Brene Brown talks about shame a lot and I'm a huge advocate of Brene Brown. I've studied her a lot. I like to teach some of her principles in my classes. And the, the way that she distincts shame from guilt because shame is really harmful is that shame is saying the words I'm bad and guilt is the words I did something bad. So shame is a focus on self and guilt is a focus on behavior. So for me, I had secrets because of shame. I literally felt I'm bad, I'm a bad person, I'm unworthy, right? And so Brene Brown talks about shame and she says it needs three things to grow. The first thing shame needs to grow is secrecy. The second thing is silence. And the third thing is judgment. So dealing with shame while remaining authentic is, is really more about cultivating courage, connection, and compassion in our relationships. So this whole week where where Cynthia James talks about shame she's she also talks about having the the courage right to to look at those things that are locked up inside of us to have the opportunities to surrender them to forgive ourselves to stop judging ourselves 
and to stop being in silence about them. So it's, it's really interesting, each and every person, everybody here on this, on this call, everybody here, everybody listening, right, has some kind of secrets. And for Cynthia James, her secrets, what she recognized was she was um, abused by her um, stepdad, her sexually and physically abused. Her mother was sexually and physically abused by her father. Her grandmother was sexually abused and physically abused. But so she started realizing there was a pattern that went up actually five generations. And she realized that nobody had talked about it. Nobody had ever said anything and that there was this pattern of secrecy. And she wanted to stop. She wanted it to stop because she wanted to live a life of freedom. And she didn't want to be perpetuating the same pattern that she realized later on was an inherited subconscious pattern that happened over in her family. So this, this invitation this week is to really step into courage, connection, and compassion. So one of the, one of the byproducts of moving through our shame and releasing our shame and releasing our, our secrets is that we become braver and more connected and compassionate on the other side of, of surrendering, of letting them go. So this week, you're gonna be invited to identify your secrets and release them. You're not gonna to have to share them with anybody else. You don't have to be a minister like me and be all transparent. <laughs> you get to give them to God, which is so much easier, I'm just saying. Um, so you're going to, we're going to, I am teach you a three-part process. The first part is to identify your secrets. So your challenge this week, if you're going to take it, is to identify your secrets. Find what areas are you ashamed or uncomfortable. Find out, think about what do I feel shame around? What in the past am I judging myself for? So your challenge this week is to Meditate on your secrets and make your own secrets list. Don't put it in a journal. <laughs> put it on a piece of paper. Don't put it someplace that you're going to keep forever. This is going to be a short-term uh, short thing that you're going to do, right? So you're going to every day write down your secrets. You're going to add to it and re recognize that this is just between you and God. This is not between you and your partner. This is just between you and God, okay? We're going to have freedom to just be yourself so that's the first challenge the second challenge is you're going to actually so near the end of the week is you're going to confess your secrets to god you're going to you're going to so i, I invite you to let's say on saturday so through the week write down your list and then on saturday i invite you to write a letter to god it will include all of the items that you have on your secrets list. Include all of those things you've been ashamed of in your life. Please tell all, don't censor. You're gonna be writing it, you're gonna be freeing yourself from it. And once you write that letter to God, confessing your secrets, say a prayer of surrender and release. And then, this is the best part, you get to burn that letter. Throw it in the fireplace, Put it, put it somewhere. Yeah, I don't know if it's 95 degrees, just stick it out on the sidewalk, you know, just put it. But burn 
that letter. I was I was looking at uh, I actually read an article about scientific from Scientific American, and it says they're they're talking about writing the confessions just writing out our confessions. And in that they said any type of open and truthful disclosure reduces stress. It is not coincidental that some of the most powerful people or institutions in many cultures encourage people to confess their transgressions. Writing about unpleasant experiences or dark secrets can benefit your mental and physical well-being. So this is not just a a spiritual practice. This is actually a psychological practice. This is a physical practice. It's a tool to really surrender and let go. So after you write your letter to God, after you burn your letter and release it to God, you're unburdening yourself. You're releasing it to God. The third part is to do something wonderful and nurturing for yourself. So take a bath, watch the sunset, go on a walk, go to dinner at your favorite restaurant, acknowledge your win, and realize that God, spirit, the universe, whatever you call it, has the ability to, when you release that, when you physically release your secrets, you are letting go of blockages within your body and you're giving them to the universe to be transform just like that paper to be surrendered to be released to be you know go up in flames and have that purify your soul and your body now you don't have to know how that happens all you got to do is do the process and trust and know that the universe is creating the cleansing alchemy in your body in order for complete surrender so this is a really important thing to do, is to, to start looking at all of those things in your life and evaluating, where have I been holding secrets? Where have I been judging myself? Where am I willing to give it to God and let it go? So in summary, this week is to do, part one is to identify your secrets. Remember to meditate on your secrets, make your own secrets list. Don't share it with anybody. Add to your list every day. The second part is to confess your secrets to God, write a letter to God, burn it, let it go, release it and literally surrender it. And the third thing is to do something wonderful and nurturing for yourself. So I want to go through this I, I invite you to do this process this week but i also want you to say this affirmation with me right now so this is the affirmation of really letting go this is a roadmap to surrender right this is a roadmap to letting go so say this be sure you're muted and then just read this along with me this affirmation the power of sweet and total surrender engulfs me now. I rest in the loving presence of pure spirit and all is well. And so it is. So be well this week. And I trust I will look forward to hearing more about this from all of you next week. And so it is.